Welcome to the Skycast, which is basically my podcast event. This is my first time at it, so hopefully you enjoy a calming, relaxing evening, or whatever you are watching this sort of time. And uh, if you have any thoughts on anything that I have set up here, let me know, because I'm aiming to maybe get a different spot to do this and uh, smooth out the experience a bit more. So anyways, i got a number of bullet points that we'll be tackling today, and kind of just going through them. A little bit of gaming news, a little bit of thoughts on the industry, and hopefully in the future we'll also have guests and maybe some interviews from developers if that's the sort of thing we can set up and get this going well. So I hope you do enjoy and be sure to like the video, which is something I normally don't say, but let's get this skycast rolling. Indeed. So the first headline today is that, uh, obviously, if you've been listening to the industry, uh, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X are the big news, especially with the fall 2020 release, probably November, maybe December. There have been reports that uh, limited consoles are going to be available due to the certain virus going around. So hopefully that gets uh, you know cleaned up, but that's not the topic we're talking about. So according to Bloomberg, the PlayStation 5 parts are going to pin it at a cost of 450 US dollars. So that's interesting because most consoles sort of hit that sweet spot of being uh, $399, $499. Some have been more expensive in the past, but that's always been a very bad uh, situation for those consoles in terms of their initial sales. Uh, keep in mind that as the generation goes you know, along, uh, parts get cheaper and they make more and more off the console, but they still don't like selling it at a loss. Especially not Sony, because while PlayStation has been wildly successful for them, their overall company hasn't been the strongest over the years. They're getting better, but, you know, obviously they want to make the most money they can. So they're doing a similar technique to what they've done in the past, where they're kind of waiting to see what Xbox is going to do in regards to their pricing. So PlayStation, they obviously are hitting certain... Uh, price point issues. Apparently it comes down to the fan and certain usage for the technology within the console. And uh, Xbox is also going to be making like a very powerful console. We don't know the final specs, but as I'm fairly well assured, uh, well, I know, the Xbox won't ever let PlayStation have a more powerful console out of the market again. That's just not going to happen. And, uh, yeah, especially for Microsoft, the company that is so focused on the technology of their devices, their surface line, everything like that, I don't think they'll ever give up the technological edge again. So I would definitely assume we're going to see a Series X console that will be either pricier or perhaps at the same price of the PlayStation 5. So with the $450 price point, US dollars, keep that in mind, I can see the PlayStation 5 costing 500 or maybe even $600, depending on the console pricing of their competition. It's going to be kind of a, a baiting thing to see who goes lower, who goes higher, and then kind of matching and changing based on that. We might actually see a couple different price changes at this point, so that'll be very interesting to see how that rolls out as uh, you know these kind of announcements happen. Traditionally, April, we get a usual console reveal, and then at E3, we get the big showcase for the platform. Sony's not going to be at E3 this year. So it'll be interesting to see what the situation is going on with that. So with that price point, I could see 500 being the price uh, for the PlayStation 5, and I could see it being that price for the Series X. I don't think they'll go any lower. It could be 600 for both consoles. Again, I don't 100% know. I'm just kind of going off of trends and past information for consoles and stats and everything like that. But I would say 500 is a very comfy number. It gives a little bit of a margin of profit, not as much as they would be hoping to get, 
but it would make sense maybe 550. And again, it really comes down to the competition because Sony does not want to lose. Uh, they don't have as much momentum. That's, you know, I'm just saying that as they did when the consoles first released this generation. They do have a lot of very top-tier games coming out in the final year of the PlayStation 4, you know, final year as in before the PS5 comes out, and it takes over development for various titles and cycles of game development. So that'll be interesting. So you keep in mind where you've got the uh, the $500 price point, so you've got, you know, Xbox possibly. I would imagine they're going to match them while also having more powerful console. I just I see that being the point. Or maybe going slightly higher, but not too much higher. And we say that because of the rumored Lockhart release. So Lockhart is supposed to be a more affordable, but next-gen title or console for Xbox. So it's supposed to be the Lockhart and then the Series X. So we're hearing that maybe it'll be Xbox Series S and Xbox Series X. So what they're likely going to do is a bit of a sandwiching technique where they're going to have something that is significantly lower in pricing so that they can drive out people that are wanting the next-gen experience but not wanting to pay quite as much. So you'll have the Series S, you know, that's not real, it's Lockhart as the uh, the code name right now. We don't know, but that's kind of the rumor, Series S, and I can see that being true because Series is going to be the naming point. Xbox is the brand from here on out, and then X, and then S, and then whatever other letters they want to do, E probably at some point for Elite, um, you know, whatever they want to name them, will be the progression going forward. Nice little drink break there. But that's what's going to happen. Very likely, um, Xbox is going to come out with a lower-end console, probably at the same time as releasing or announcing the new one. So we're going to see something where it's like, we have Xbox at the top for pricing, Xbox at the bottom for pricing, and PlayStation sitting sandwiched in the middle. And again, if Xbox is being bold and willing to take a loss in their components, which they very well could in order to get more of a market edge and domination, they could go toe-to-toe with PlayStation 5 at the exact same price point. Now, I know a lot of people are going to buy a PlayStation or buy an Xbox regardless, so the information doesn't matter. I'm just saying for the general consumer, when they are looking at buying a console or buying a console for their kids or anything like that, when that comes into factoring into this equation, pricing does matter, especially if they're thinking it's a new console or thinking it's the best of the new consoles, and it's like, wow, I get a new one for, say, Lockhart is like 400 350 You're like, wow, you know, why would I pay an extra 150 bucks for a PlayStation 5? And that should kind of have Sony worrying to a degree because they are also are apparently having issues in regards to uh, finding the, the parts uh, for their console. And I think both consoles are also going to be having that problem again due to the virus situation that is going on currently in China because that's where a lot of the manufacturing takes place. So it'll be interesting to see the, uh, the market demand. I imagine both consoles are going to sell out right away. Uh, it's going to be a rush to get more into consumer hands, just like it was last time around. Keep in mind, there's probably only going to be like a few million for each of them at the launch. Hopefully more, but again, it depends on development and availability of the components that actually go into the platforms. Got to keep in mind, these things are getting more and more complicated as the years go by, just in terms of specs being more and more like PC. So while uh, it is... Structurally, you know, more in line with PC, it is, again, something different because it is a console platform. So it'll be interesting to see how that factors into things over time, keeping in mind that as time progresses, again, like I iterated earlier, the pricing points for the parts will go down, so they'll actually make more and more money 
all the way towards the end of the generation. I do predict we'll also have a lengthy generation once again. Xbox is moving away from generations, so it's not going to affect them, but I again predict at least five to eight years as a console cycle for these new platforms when they do arrive. Um, another interesting aspect to throw into this equation is Xbox Game Pass and Project xCloud. Now, apparently, Nintendo and PlayStation are working more towards also doing some sort of uh, streaming service. That's the way things are going because Amazon is entering the market. You've got Google entering the market. Stadia hasn't been doing too hot. Uh, I mean, it's launched, but it's been pretty quiet over there. Not a lot of good uh, media, you know, sort of response to that platform. They're all kind of just getting off the ground. And while they might not seem like a big deal at the current moment, these are going to be a huge deal. Uh, as time goes by, as 5G rolls out, because that's going to allow us to have the connections necessary to actually be running these games at a, you know, a good steady sort of service and quality, which I've really been seeing on xCloud. I've been doing a number of videos uh, on it and testing it out on Google Pixel 4 and iPhone XS, and I'm very pleased with what it gives us. Xbox is partnering with Samsung, so likely we will see at CS 2021, I'm guessing or even at E3 that they're going to announce that TVs uh, that are Samsung will come with an app built in that will allow you to do xCloud streaming without the need of an actual console. I definitely see that being the way forward for that aspect of it, because we are going to see it on PC and they're going to want their cloud option everywhere. You're not going to need a console in order to enjoy the games. And this will also open up Xbox xCloud and Xbox ecosystem to markets that are traditionally more phone-based, or they can't afford a console, they don't have access to a console. But they do have phones because, believe it or not, everyone in the world almost has like, access to a phone or something like that. And this is how you get those games out to new markets and increase your profits and increase your user base and uh, your user time. A big metric that Microsoft focuses on these days is user engagement and uh, user acquisition as opposed to straight up sales. So that is what they're after and you're going to get that by making this more applicable to more markets, and that's where xCloud comes in. So Xbox Game Pass is a big deal because this is something that we all know is extremely cheap. It's going to go up in price just, you know, once they get the market and everything like that. They've apparently doubled their uh, users like a month ago or something like that compared to the past. They don't have the exact uh, source info on that one off the top of my head because I didn't think I would bring it into this, but yeah, it's a growing market for them, and once they get, you know, everybody in for cheap, Nobody wants to leave because the deal's too good, and we're going to keep on there. It's like a Netflix for gaming if you're not familiar with it, and it's great, and it's really been good for views and stuff like that, too, of certain titles when they get added on there. So it kind of helps the market all around. So keep in mind, the market isn't just necessarily consumers. It's also influencers in there, too, and it goes around as a business as we propel those games, and then regular people play those games, and the company above makes money, and it's a big cycle thing. So you got to keep in mind... Uh, I do have to make profits too off of what I play and what I experience, so you know it's kind of helpful all around this sort of thing, where it's getting access to these big games or these titles you might not have heard of at a cheaper price that's more, you know, again, accessible. Accessibility, big thing. xCloud, reaching new markets, uh, Xbox Game Pass, allowing new players to have different games and developers to make more money. So you're going to see that expand further in the future. Xbox is already investing heavily into their actual uh, developers. That's why they're buying so many companies up and they're building up their sort of uh, style, just like you've been seeing with Netflix and their style where they're releasing as much content as they can. You're gonna see that with Xbox, trying to release as many games as they can, keep people engaged on the pass and keep the pass flourishing. 
So you'll see a lot of third party. Hopefully that continues into the future, but I likely it's going to be more and more first party as time goes on, just like the Netflix model suggests, but slightly adapted for gaming. I imagine PlayStation will have to do something to compete in the near future as PlayStation now isn't going to quite cover that niche because I think Game Pass has been a big draw. And uh, I think Sony's doing a lot of kind of looking and following in that regard because I imagine eventually they're going to do something like it to compete because, you know, Xbox did the same thing with games with gold in regards to adding titles to their platform. It's all about value and keeping people in the ecosystem and expanding the ecosystem further as time progresses. But I think that about covers that aspect up quite a bit. So we're going to go on to xCloud and game streaming. So I kind of covered that a bit. I mentioned that I've been playing it. So I got the MOGA clip sent to me from Xbox Canada. So occasionally they send me things that's very nice and helps me out because I had to check to make sure I was allowed to be doing xCloud uh, streaming and content. Because you know it is something you go and you just like, you want to be first, you want to get the info out there and you go like, oh wait. And, so yeah, that was all good, and they sent me the MOGA clip. I also, from Power A, so Power A makes these, uh, the MOGA clip, and um, the MOGA controller with the clip is also a really nice option. It's a, based on the Xbox One controller, and it's actually a lot nicer of a controller than you might think. It's got like a cool grip on it, cool design. I did a review on it. I guess I can include it, like, links if people want those uh, for that kind of thing, so they get details on you know what those provide. But the clip itself, very good. You just throw it on one of your controllers. It's good to buy it ahead of time in case, you know, once this really blows up, uh, there's limitations, but I, I think it's really quite cheap. Uh, it's nice quality, though. It's going to hold your phone well, hold your controller well. I, you know, I trust it to hold my, like, $1,800 iPhone, so, you know, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, it just kind of holds your phone nice and steady, makes it secure, keeps it safe, and then, you know, it just kind of easily attaches to your controller. It comes off your controller easily. No damage to the controller, no damage to the clip, and it holds your phone simply. That way you can have a nice, comfortable holding. I would demo it, but, you know, my phone is being used to record right now. And I'm going to drink in my hands so that I can enjoy this more casual, good, easygoing evening. So that's game streaming. I've been very impressed with it. I want to do cellular, but, like, I only got two gigs a month. And I'm trying to get unlimited, but we've been working on that for, like, months and months and months. So I just got to push for it or get a new plan or something. But uh, yeah, that, that's the big issue in Canada is the cellular. We get just absolutely, the, the pricing is ridiculous here in the country. Uh, the government lets the Ogliopolis uh, sort of roam and run all over us. It's a little bit ridiculous and there's not much we can do. And the government just lets them. So apparently there's supposed to be regulations in place in the future to kind of help deal with it, but we'll have to see if that ever happens under this government. Anyways, uh, it's been pretty good on the home network, so I get about 120 and 32 megabits, roughly, so up and down. Keep in mind that uh, upload is important, too, just as download is. See, everybody, when they look at the internet, they only get, like, the downloaded number, and I'm always like, well, what's the upload? Because the upload's how you send things up. So it's not as important as download because a lot of people just think, oh, I'm going to download stuff. But when I'm doing videos for YouTube, you know, I got to be able to upload fast. When I'm doing web development, I need to be able to upload my files fast. So uploading is important. It's also important for multiplayer because your connection, your ability to receive and then send back also will matter in regards to your latency, um, your connection to the game. And for game streaming, it's important too because you're getting that feedback and you're sending it out to other people, especially with everything being so multiplayer focused. 
So I'm very much looking forward to a future where I can go watch like my sister's soccer or whatever, and I can just be sitting there comfortably playing like a game of, say, Halo Infinite multiplayer on the go without having any sort of disadvantage. And I feel like the latency, there's really none of it, but they do need to get like that artifact and good, and they need to get it running at even lower internet speeds, which I don't know how they'll achieve, but I mean, I'm not an engineer, that's up to them to work on. Uh, and I really want to check out Stadia, but I didn't get into it, and I'm not really thinking it's something that's too smart to invest in as Google. They're very much known to uh, kind of give up on things, uh, a lot of technologies and stuff. I'm very happy they sent me the Pixel 4 to review, though. That was a nice, pleasant surprise. Hopefully I get to review the next one in the future. It's been great for photos and stuff. It, it actually is a really nice phone. I just wish it had more uh, video capabilities and more battery, but I did like a review on it, so I'm not going to dive into it further. I think that about covers uh, next cloud stuff, and it's heavy this time on this thing, just because this is like some of the topical stuff that I've been working on recently. So it's of interest to me, and it's industry focused. So we'll talk about Dreams. So this is a PlayStation 4 game. I did a review and I've done a, you know, one or two uh, the best games to play on there. So in Dreams, it's a game where you're making other games. And I want to highlight this because it is so wonderful. It's not really a game. It's a portal to all these games that you or others can make. I'm not a creative type uh, to degree. Like I do some creative stuff, but I'm not somebody that's going to sit there and build games. I actually have built games on Android in the past, but... I'm not going to sit there on this thing and build other games for other people to play. That's not my thing. But I can go in there and I can play all these wonderful things that people have made. And apparently they also want to be able to take some of the best original games on Dreams and actually release those on PlayStation. So that'll be interesting to see how that works out. They're going to have to make some kind of publishing deal with regular people. But I've played things that are amazing. Like, uh, you know, we've got like Mario recreated, Sonic levels perfectly recreated with the sounds and everything. I played like a Call of Duty type of thing. They've got like aiming down the sights, sprinting. They've got driving games, and it's just like the tools there are so intuitive and easy to use. It reminds me of Project Spark on Xbox and Windows that Microsoft really just kind of gave up on. Uh, it was like what that game aspired to be, but wasn't really given, like the technology just wasn't there at the time for them to properly do it like they did with Dreams. Dreams, they got the components down, they got the technology down, and it's a seriously remarkable experience. If you're on PlayStation, you should definitely get it. Because I spent hours and hours each day kind of just like browsing, or well, it's called surfing there. Surfing through all of the games that are available, and it's just absolutely remarkable. I've even played some original titles that are just fantastic. And they've got everything. They've like recreated uh, 2048, which is a game where you like shift numbers to create bigger numbers. Uh, they've got full pinball games with scores. I played like a Guitar Hero type game. Again, full levels of Sonic. I played like a Dino game where you're, it's a platformer. I've played just like a space game. They recreated Star Wars. They recreated Lego Star Wars. You know, they've done all these insane things in it, just regular people. And this is like a few days after launch. The game hasn't even been around that long. And you can make like full complex games in multiple levels and tie them all together. And you can allow other people to remix them. It's just really great. But I've, I've did, dived into it further in a review and stuff. So you can see those on the channel. It's kind of just like a really interesting thing to see and kind of witness. Like people making games like that. And they all look visually gorgeous. The aesthetics of the, uh, the world is absolutely just remarkable. It's truly blown away by it. They did a good job on that game. I'm very, very impressed. I'm actually shocked that they were able to, uh, you know, deliver that kind of experience. I, I wasn't expecting that at all. 
And it kind of came out of nowhere to me. Like I've been kind of hearing about it and some of my press friends kind of briefly did like a tweet or something about it. But yeah, I know it's, it's blown me away. It's a contender for, I don't know if it could be game of the year, but it's, it's almost like a perfect creative tool for other people to make things. And I think that's cool. So I want to highlight some uh, kind of games I've been playing recently. Uh, first up, Darksiders uh, Genesis. A lot of fun. Twin Stick. I still need to play it more to review it at this point. Maybe it'll be reviewed at the time you're watching this. I don't know. But really cool. Really neat. It's like completely different from the other Darksiders games. The other ones are kind of like, they're pretty hardcore. Uh, this one is like a more of a, a fun co-op focus. If you do have co-op, you can play it by yourself and switch between the two characters. But it's like an over-the-top, uh, almost Twin Stick and melee fighting game. Gorgeous worlds. Great little fun game. Uh, two hilariously characters and an interesting sort of quest to help the universe a little bit more, so that one's worth checking out. Uh, Murder Miners, so this was like a Xbox indie game on the 360, so like the cheap, cheap indie games they used to do back there, they brought it back, it's also pretty cheap, I think it was like five bucks or something like that in Canada, it's ridiculously affordable. Uh, but it's just like a, a multiplayer focused kind of game, it's like a shooter, but they have infection with zombies, and it's got like building aspects, and they've recreated levels, like something from Team Fortress, like a two-fort map, I don't know if that's what it's called. And they've recreated other levels from other games, they have like a Minecraft level. It's really cool. And it's just like a really intense shooter, lots of guns, multiplayer focus, you can do split screen with your friends, it's very smooth, it's running well. Initially it launched and apparently it was like terrible state, it wouldn't work at all. So the developers actually wouldn't send me a key for it, and then like, I think it's been a month and a half or two months, and they just sent me a key and I was able to review it and play it, and I actually spent a number of hours on there and I was like, oh wow, this is actually a blast. Infection is a lot more in depth than you thought it would be. Uh, Fable Heroes, so this was a reason when games with the gold. Uh, I loved that title back in the day. It's just adorable. I think it got kind of trashed a little bit too much by people. It's like a, just a simple brawler game with a lot of fun. You do a light side and then a dark side. After every level you roll the dice and you can improve your character if you have enough coins and you just kind of work together in a group of four, whether that's like locally or online. A lot of fun and captures the Fable experience. Fable is a game that I've really been missing because it is such a neat sort of experience, the fantasy, the style of it. And I'll never forgive Microsoft and Phil Spencer for closing Lionhead Studios because they were awesome. They were a really cool company and I miss them a lot because they made really lovely and fun games. So uh, yeah, Fable Heroes, definitely worth checking out if you've missed that. Talk about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, oh that was a lot of fun. I won't spoil anything. I will note though that there is an after credits after the first credits and it's like so cool. And I love the tease and I was like cheering in this like maybe a little bit awkward, but whatever. Cause I was like in the steps, there's like a ramp that you're going on leaving and I'm like, eh, maybe we'll wait and see cause the end credits were just about to start as we were exiting and waiting for people. And then I saw it and I was like, what? And I was like, oh my God, look at that. And then the kids are also freaking out that are like watching it and stuff and leaving too. And their parents are just like, what is going on here? And yeah, that was cool. A really good movie, uh, really charming. It wasn't an amazing movie, but it was a really fun, good, family-friendly one. I think if you're a fan of Sonic or a fan of gaming or just, you know, like a more casual, easygoing film, it's got a lot of heart to it, a lot of good characters, and I can't wait for them to do more of it because it is a box office smash. It's doing very well. I think it's got 70 million right now, domestic, and like 120 million worldwide on a budget of... I think it was like 60 something million or whatever. Usually if they have to double or triple their budget, double because you know that covers the uh, the marketing advertisement or any other costs. And then once you go past that, you're kind of just making bank. And once you do that, you justify a sequel for your movie. So 
definitely see more Sonic. If you haven't seen the movie, it's really worth checking out. Wonderful time. They do a good job on it. Again, it's not the most amazing movie in the world, but it is a really good time. And I think they actually nailed what they were going for with it. Uh, I was like hyped for Sonic, and I wasn't like, and I was kind of like, oh, maybe they're going to disappoint. But no, they absolutely nailed it. Uh, so something I've been doing in my life, uh, I've been hunting for Pokemon, playing Pokemon Go quite a bit. I think I'm almost near the end of my playtime with it, though, for now. I've almost finished all the quests. I've caught a lot of Pokemon over the summer. It was a really good distraction from other things in life. And um, when you go out hiking and stuff, you can do it. And it's like a brief thing. It motivates you to go a little bit further, I think. It's really worth checking out. Maybe one of the weird people that hasn't played Pokemon Go, but kind of motivates you to get a little bit more active. And I mean, I like going out and do my like photos and stuff like that. If you guys have seen on the community tab, those are try to find. Fun. I try to do one a day, but it's been so cold here and snowy and stuff. And just, it's not ideal conditions yet, but I'm looking forward to getting out there again, finding new spots and hunting for new locations and stuff to visit over the summer when I do that uh, again. You know, when it warms up and everything is a little bit better out there. And we're doing good on time. Uh, I've got a weird love of scarves. And it's kind of strange. I've gotten like five scarves over the winter here. I think I'm good for a while. But I wanted to get some more like adult and mature scarves. I actually shop a lot at El, uh, El Chateau or whatever. It's where this nice uh, kind of outfit comes from. The uh, hoodie jacket thing? Cardigan. Cardigans. Cardigan. But I get scarves and stuff because I quite like them. Kind of like cheap. You can especially get them right now on good deals, like expensive, like seventy dollars ones, but twenty bucks. So it's pretty cool. And I don't know why I have that fascination, but I think they look sick and hilariously whimsical and kind of weird. But some of them are super warm and nice, and some of them are just cool. Uh, so yeah, it's something to mention. Uh, I just got a baby shark recently, so I was playing Just Dance twenty twenty. I reviewed it with a video. That was so hard to set up that video seriously. And then someone later on said like. It was like Ubisoft asked me to do a video and stuff for that. I'm like, no, I had to like inquire deeply about if I could do a video, how I could do a video, go like what were the, like the, cause you know, it's plays music. So obviously you gotta cut out the music and then like their video choreography is also like owned by Ubisoft. So you gotta have certain like rules, I guess, around it. And I wanted full screen cause I'm doing like a critical review, but that's not allowed. So I'd use like 25% of the screen. It was a pain in the ass. And then somebody like, I guess, I think they were just having a bad day in like one of the Skype groups that I'm no longer a part of. And they're like, oh, you just did it because Ubisoft, you know, whatever, to just get more codes. And I'm like, no, I legitimately enjoy just dance. It's kind of fun. I was big on Dance Central. I used to do five star gold uh, with no cue cards, which is like the top, top thing. It's just something fun to do. Uh, but yeah, enjoyable. I mean, I don't even think I reviewed that one that high. I think I did lower than like the year or two before because it's kind of like, uh, it feels like diminishing returns. They're not really blowing it up as much as they used to in regards to new molds and stuff. Stagnate. No, that's what it's been. It's been stagnated. So yeah, but anyways, back to Baby Shark. I discovered that through the game, and now I got like a Baby Shark thing that I click and it plays a song. So that's a lot of fun. I had no idea about this. I guess I missed a whole meme culture thing. I'm just like nodding with the kids these days. I don't know. I feel like I'm... A little bit out of touch with some things, and it's maybe not my fault, but I try my best. When you're isolated working at home, you know, you don't get as much of the, the big info. A lot of my news is, like, Reddit-based, so that's about as far as that goes. Uh, finally, we got the, the POW Moe. So that is a, a speaker thing that I reviewed recently. It's actually really cool. I get sent to them. So you put one on one side, one on the other, and it plays, like, immersive music, where you just have one, and it's, like, the size of the phone. It's, like, up to the orange button here on the side. It's, like, that big... And it compresses down. It's really good. 
good sound, good quality, and I've really been quite enjoying them. So I wanted to mention that because I thought they were like a really cool sort of thing. And if you watch the review on it, I actually do play the theme song from the channel on that so you get a test of what it sounds like. I think that's about it for information. I hope you enjoyed Skycast today. Uh, let me know about the length, uh, the content of what I covered, if you like any certain areas expanded more. Hopefully someday we'll be able to get sponsors or something like that. I have no idea. But we'll see how it goes and if people respond to it well or not, and if you like it. And I think it is something that you could hopefully just kind of sit there and listen to without actually having the video component. I don't know. We'll have to see how that goes. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed. Have a good evening, night, or wherever else you're watching this, and be sure to like the video if you haven't already, because that will, I think, make more people like it, But or leave a comment. I always appreciate comments and try to respond when I can, and I hope I covered good topical material. If there's anything topic-wise you'd like me to go over, whether that's gaming or movies or music or whatever, regular life, I'm happy to. And uh, yeah, I think that's a good point for today. Um, yeah, any comments again? questions, things like that. It's always good. I guess uh, you're probably already subscribed if you made it this far. I have no idea. But just a chill kind of time. If you like the setup, let me know. But I think I might move to my room and do like some kind of backdrop or something there because this has been like a pain to set up properly to make it look decently cool and decently clean and stuff. Like I could go over my Xbox Christmas sweaters. I do enjoy those. I had somebody like at the store the other day when I was getting a new scarf. They were like uh, basically bothered me about them like not having a PlayStation one and I was like, why don't they do PlayStation? And you see that sweater and it's like, I heard Saints Row 5 is gonna be exclusive to PlayStation. I was just like, oh Yeah, whatever, man. Some people are like you can tell when people are kinda like just touching information in the market, which I think is good. It's good people do research and stuff, but when they're like not totally in the realms of understanding what they're talking about, it's not frustrating, but it's just kinda like, okay, okay, cool, you know, thanks for the compliment on the sweater and you know, go about my day. That's it for now.